A Walk Among the Stars, The Monsters, The Paranormal, and Supernatural. Join your tour guides, Justin and Josh, on this cryptic journey through life and beyond. What you may not know is you've been on this journey for a long time, and you finally arrived. Join us and our cult by subscribing to this podcast and giving us a generous five-star rating. With doing so, your soul will be set and the afterlife defined. Welcome to It's Cryptic Out There. to It's Cryptic Out There. I'm your host, Justin. Alongside with me is my co-host, Josh. Yeah, this is for all you little Twilighters out there. What's up, my Edward Coltons? That's... <laughs> that is something else. Oh, oh God. Just gotta get it out of the way. I love that one. That, that one was that pretty was a good. good one. I don't even remember what I said last time. I'm so freaked out from Bloody Mary. Yeah, Bloody Mary. What Let me thing. tell y'all. Um, she may have got us. She did. She did. In Boy. a way that... Um, too hard to explain. Too hard to explain, and in the worst way. <laughs> yeah. You know, there was that little chance that she would be nice. Yeah. Not at all. No. Zero percent. Because I think you called her a... I think you called her a bitch at one point. <laughs> uh, she is now. Yeah. <laughs> God, terrible. Right, right. I will never play that game again. I don't think I will either. Don't I don't even either. think I'll listen to that episode again. No, I don't need to, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to move past that and suppress it. Right, right. Well... Sorry, guys, for, like, the long, I guess, uh, break. Yeah, I was on vacation. Yeah, uh, he was on vacation. You left, too, right? You went to Charlotte? Yeah, I went to Charlotte, and this story kind of came all of a sudden. Yeah, it fell right in our lap, honestly. Yeah. What What's crazy is we're from this area, but... This was the first time I heard this story yeah. sent for like two weeks ago. I've never heard this until yeah. you brought it up to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. It's Insane. very disturbing. Downright. Yeah. So we're gonna do this the best we can by not I guess offending anybody, hurting anybody's feelings because it is like a local story, but it's also very sad. It's sensitive, yeah. It yeah. sucks. Like it's never good to talk about. Like, yeah, it's never good to talk about these things. No, you know, like no. it's not like we talk about this because, like, boy, I love talking about people get murdered. Right. You know, like it's really interesting just because what I've heard most. Like, also, thanks to everybody, five hundred members, almost six hundred. Yeah, we got. We're almost at six members. Yeah, or six hundred members. Six hundred six. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there we go. So shout out to you guys. Honestly, Justin and I like, like you don't know how much we appreciate it. Like we love doing this. Yeah. It's so much fun. It is. We're, we're really, it's great to just see everybody reach out. 
Exactly. Like we've gotten yeah. messages from people and everything. God, especially this one. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's insane. It's cool. And I think that's why we like, like, when we talk about these stories, like, it's sad. Like, even the whole Jerry Smith thing. Mm-hmm. It's not like I wanted whatever to happen to Jerry Smith to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's the circumstances and it's interesting to think. Yeah. Because most of the time in a small town like this, you just don't. You don't really expect these kind of things to happen, you know? You don't, no. But maybe that's the problem. Maybe we should expect these things to happen. Yes. With the amount of land, the amount of how easy it would be for someone to go missing. Or just how cryptic the world is. Like... Not just, like, now, but all throughout the history of Giles. Yeah. You know, just... Right. So much. Yeah, this is a... A lot of people have been wanting to to hear this one so we'll just go ahead and start it is the the story about a body being found in a well in Giles County by the killer was from here David Lafon and He's currently in prison for life, but we're going to tell you the story and how it correlates to another crime story, and it just blew me out of the water, just kind of, you know, do these, like, relate, or is it just a weird, crazy coincidence? Which, even then, like, if it's a crazy coincidence, it's like, dang, there's another murderer out there. Right. You know? Right. Which is scary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because if that's the case, still out there. Creepy and crawling around. Right. Yeah. And by the way, if you're watching this, I hope you guys like the lights. <laughs> yeah. I forgot to mention that. This is nice. Like, looking at the camera, there's a nice glow. I think yeah. It's, it's some ambiance. Right, right. I'll figure it out. Try to get the, you know, studio more spooky themed. Yeah. Know, this and that. But anyway, let's let's get right into the story. But first, I was told to be careful with saying names. Even though what you're about to hear is public record. But we'll keep certain names out of this best as we can. You know who you are. You know who you are. If you listen, you know who you are. Yeah. But it's public record because, I mean, it's public record. I mean, what are we doing? (laughs) It's just a conversation. But other than that, just so you know, just so you know, it's public record. Go look up yourself. Yeah. We can only do so much. Right. So let's, let's start. It was July 3rd, 1991. We weren't even born yet. Mm-hmm. Andrea Walnes, I, I think that's how you say her last name, W-A-L-N-E-S. Walnes. Walnes. Could be correct. She would leave her Woodbury, Connecticut home to travel to Virginia Tech University. Her plan was to get a head start on practicing for her upcoming national gymnastics competition. Before then, 
she was planning on enjoying a July 4th day with her three friends tubing on the New River, which is a very popular activity in Giles County. However, she would be last seen later that afternoon. It was around 1.15 p.m. when one of Andrea's companions, Jamie Cooper, saw her last. It would be later that evening, around 6 p.m., when her friends report her missing. They had searched hours for her without any clue where she would have been or would have went to. Authorities arrived from the Montgomery County Sheriff's Office along with various rescue members. Their first instincts were to search for a possible drowning, which obviously makes sense. Happens all the time. Yeah, it does. I say happens all the time, but like, you know. It's very common. Yeah, very common. Yeah. Because the river is dangerous. There's a lot of caves and stuff. People get swept up under there and you just, you know, go on. The following day, with the speculation of Andrea drowning, a state police helicopter helped with the search, as well as 15 divers and even a search dog. Volunteers from five rescue squads were there as well. It was now July 7th, and they called off the search. The Giles County Sheriff's Office officially takes over the case on July 9th and now looks into it as a possible missing person case. A reward for Andrea's missing situation was created by her father, which was 2500 at the time. This is where the story turns even more disturbing. That same day, police arrest 31-year-old John David LaFon of Pembroke, Virginia, which is in Giles County. Now let's go back a few years. Meredith Ann Mergler was a student at Virginia Tech University that disappeared sometime during the early morning hours of Sunday, August 30th, 1987, after leaving a restaurant in Blacksburg, which is say if you're in Pembroke 20 minutes if yeah if that yeah 15 20 minutes she had planned to return to her home in northern Virginia that morning with Ann Ryan a fellow student Ryan informed Mergler's family that Mergler failed to meet Ryan that morning and that mutual friends of Ryan had contacted could not locate Mergler so other friends couldn't contact her as well. There were efforts by the Blacksburg police, as well as a private investigator hired by Mergler's family, failed to draw any information concerning Mergler's disappearance. At the beginning of the investigation, LaFon made, I guess, yeah, he met up with the Giles County Sheriff's Office concerning the investigation. Lieutenant Bill Stables, who knew LaFon as an occasional informant, told LaFon that Blacksburg police had not indicated any connection between the investigation and Giles County. It was October 17, 1988. David Canode and Roger Whitaker, a family friend, visited property the Canode family owned in Giles County. The family had not used the property in several years, 
but a woman named Lucy occasionally checked on the property for the Canutes. She had visited the property last in early August of 1987. At that time, only loose boards covered the well on the property. So there was a well. Unknown to either the Canodes or Lucy, Lafon had cultivated the property in 1987 and had used the well for irrigation. While clearing brush from the land, Canode asked Whitaker to examine the well. Whitaker discovered a concrete slab covering the boards. Nonetheless, he could see into the shaft and saw a body floating at the bottom of the well. The three men immediately left the property and contacted the Giles County Sheriff's Office. I left out somebody else. Deputies recovered from the well a body later identified as Murglar's. An autopsy showed that Murglar's body had been exposed to a high concentrated of lime and water. Death had resulted from two shotgun wounds, either of which would have been fatal. I mean, a shotgun. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Deputies also recovered a number of Murglar's personal effects from the well along with three shotgun shell casings and three shell wads. Forensic tests identified the shell casings as a Remington 12 gauge. The same weapon fired two and possibly all three of the shells. LaFon owned and hunted with a 12 gauge shotgun at the time of Murglar's disappearance. LaFon later found out about the discovery of Meredith and would come up with various scenarios. Lieutenant Stables interviewed LaFon as a potential informant, but not a suspect. So they were kind of eerie on LaFon the whole entire time. March 1990, Lieutenant Stables interviewed a lady who knew LaFon and told Stables LaFon had killed Meredith. This would lead Stables a path of connections other people. Ultimately, LaFon confessed to a hidden tape recording. At trial, a very disturbing or very disturbing things were said. In June of 1986, LaFon allegedly would say to others he knew where they could find a woman in Blacksburg to quote, grab the girl. The people who LaFon was with at the time did not want any part in LaFon's desires, but he said he would, quote, get her. However, that day, nothing transpired, only discovering that LaFon was dangerous and that he would have to kill any girl he picked up. There were other confession quotes. I did it. I put something in a well, and I can't let anybody find LaFon worked for the Virginia Lime Company and had access to the quick lime which the company produced. And he used the lime to drop down in the well to cover up the rotting smell of the body. Now fast forward to August 1991. I'm caught up. Yeah. I've gone back. Going back to the Andrea Walls. Walls. Walls disappearance the investigation continues with the reward increasing to 25,000 oh my gosh yeah wow that's so sad yeah 
October 8, 1991, police released a drawing of a man who may have given Andrea a ride the day of her disappearance. The man who called in the tips said she was with a man in a black jeep. The man was a redhead with a beard. However, the gentleman was contacted and there was no connection. October 16, 1991, LaFon is found guilty to the murder and abduction of Meredith Mergler. He was sentenced to life plus 12 years. So this is around the time Andrew has been missing. Hmm. So this is the weird coincidence or the weird connection. They suggest LaFon is now a prompt suspect to Andrea. November 1st, 1991, a bow hunter discovers remains of Andrea's body in the mountains of, of Giles County, specifically in the Stony Creek section 30 miles from the New River. That's rough. Yeah. November 7th, 1991, Andrea's ashes are buried on her grandfather's farm in Newport. More than 300 people attended a memorial service in Tex War Memorial Chapel. Mm-mm-mm. July 4th, 1992, Giles County investigators spend the day one year after Andrea's disappearance interviewing tubers at the New River who say they were there the year before. July 27th, 1992, the Runner Times and World News goes to court to have several search warrants unsealed in connection with the Andrea's case. They regret, they reveal Agents search John David LaFon's van for hair and clothing fibers that would connect him to Andrea. LaFon maintains he is innocent. Full circle now. I may have written that kind of confusing at the beginning, so my apologies. But was John David LaFon the person who killed Andrea, or is the killer still out there? Seems highly. So he was convicted in November, right? Yeah. And she was killed in August of '91. Murder. Uh, Andrea. They found her. That's the thing. I don't know. I don't know if it said if they knew an exact date of when she died. Hmm. I'm assuming when she. Well, it said the bow hunter found remains. Yeah. That doesn't mean Scattered that. Ah, uh, so she's probably there a while yeah. to decompose and have bones and everything. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, it is. I mean, it could be one of those things where somebody, like, you know, we've talked in previous episodes where that urge to kill mm-hmm. is higher than the fear of getting caught. Mm-hmm. And maybe he did it once and was like, I could do this again. You know, and did it again, and then he just got caught. Yeah. Like, he could have been a serial killer, maybe, if you think about it. And that's the crazy thing, too, because there's a lot of theories of him possibly being connected to the Wolf Creek murders and Narrows, which is in Giles, that happened in the late 70s. But then I also heard... That Randall Lee Smith could the possibly, OG. Yeah, yeah. The first episodes. First three episodes of this podcast. Yeah. Where me and Josh, you know, uh, talk a little bit about him and go through the whole. Yeah. yeah. 
Wow. Now that'd be crazy. That would, yeah, that is that is crazy, and it would it would add up because it was 1980 when he did all that on the Appalachian Trail. I do believe it was 1980, from what I remember. But there's like a web sleuth website that I have up of this person, kind of like being obsessed with this case, which is quite interesting. It says, I came back to this crime because I recently because recently I was considering a connection to horses slash horse stables based on Lolly and Julie being killed alongside a horse trail and stables right near where Taz turned up and I discovered that the victim was a horseback rider. She was with her horse riding team preparing for a horse show. The team was having an outing swimming by a waterfall in the National Park. When she disappeared, she was a student at Virginia Tech and other reasons which I can't quite recall at the moment but when I do I will post them Andrea her family was like a they enjoyed riding horses and horseback competitions or stuff like that very equestrian Yeah. and I have I can post the link of this website on the episode description so you you all can read it because there's pictures of like newspaper articles of the family and uh, all that jazz but let's see what I was going to bring up Andrew's mother somebody sent on Facebook a link to a I guess it was another podcast it's like a horse themed podcast or whatever they talk about horses and stuff and her mom was actually on it and I have it written down because it was just crazy so she talks about how her daughter was murdered and they couldn't find the killer of course and then she talks about years later a few years later it was 1996 she was in a car accident and she had a near-death experience she thought she was in heaven when she collided with I think it was an 18-wheeler oh my gosh yeah so she wrecks and all of a sudden she's in a bright room with a bunch of people and Andrea's there and they're all happy cheerful glad to see her and they were like pushing her out out of the room through a door like in a joyful funny joking way and she was talking about how great and amazing the the feeling was and how if this was heaven this was it because it was like Andrea and Andrea's friends apparently and they were all just like, no, 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 don't come in, don't come in. And it was like, she was saying, it's not my time yet to die. So, wow. The EMT revived her. So she's in the hospital, in the hospital bed or whatever. And she said that an un- unknown man with a rose came and set aside. And she said that the nurse came in. No, the, the, the man gave her the rose and the man leaves. 
And then the nurse comes in and she asks the nurse, who was that man that came in? She's like, nobody's came to visit you. But the rose was there. They wow. couldn't explain that. Yeah. So who knows who that was? Yeah. And then she talked about how difficult the police were when Andrea was missing, how they really didn't do much to help out. Said that they, they kept saying that Andrea ran away. She ran away. There was, they didn't even consider that she was abducted. Which, you know, to try and... Like, that was a big thing in that time period. Mm -hmm. Kids just going and running away. Right. You know, I had someone at work tell me how when they were 15, they just hitchhiked. Right. Like, to Massachusetts or something. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I had $20 in my pocket, and then the person who hitchhiked me, like, robbed me of my $20. Right. right. You know? So. When I was cutting a a hiker at the barbershop, and I asked him how old he was, and he's like, I'm 21, I'm just doing this by myself. I'm like, there's no way I would do that. You gotta watch your back, it's cryptic out there. <laughs> exactly. What's the hotline? 540-358-1583. Yeah, if anybody, you know, this is crazy. Yeah. If anybody knows anything or has any theories or whatever. Yes. Reach out. Please. So she she mentioned how the police just was like, oh, she ran off. Uh, it's not likely that she was abducted and killed. This and that, which is kind of crazy in a way. But she's like, I know my daughter. She wouldn't have ran away. Yeah. And also, kind of like on the paranormal side, in a way, this is what she said. She said through meditation, she communicates with Andrea. And she says she does that quite often. I wonder if Andy's ever, like, has he ever been able to, like, meditate and... Or is his all just like going somewhere and feeling? I mean, I think it. it I think it just depends. Andy, call the hotline. Yeah, yeah. Listen to this and call the hotline. Yes. We please. need to know. Um, you know, I do, because we always say on this show, like I would never like. It has to be a pretty outrageous theory to, for me to be like, "There's no way," but like there is. Maybe there's a strong connection to people who have died. Like you've you've literally died. Maybe since part of your soul or whatever that makes you alive has been there gives you the ability to talk because part of you has been there yeah you know yeah. it's kind of like going somewhere and you have these memories of mm-hmm. what it's like what if she just sits there and meditates and just literally replays that over and over and over again to the point where right like she can manifest herself there it's a possibility yeah crazy man you I know mean, Seriously, yeah. Well, like Andy talking about with the truck lights and stuff with Gina Hall and everything, yeah. you know. Like, that has to be a form of communication. and it has to be, yeah. And that's, you know, with mother-daughter and then just, believe, like, whatever to create that. I get it. You know, it'd be wild. But we get Bloody Mary, gosh. Yeah, Come exactly. on, what the heck? Never doing that again. Never. Never. So, yeah, this one, it, it's weird because... We, we don't know if it it was just a coincidence or it was connected. Yeah. You know, for him to go and for someone to record him admitting to it, you know, mm-hmm. like, 
why wouldn't he admit to more unless he had admitted to it and then he's like, oh, I need to, yeah. I'm going to go and kill this girl. Right. You know, after he does you that. You have a good point. Like, maybe he just did kill Meredith. Mm-hmm. And maybe somebody else killed Andrea. Yeah, it's very possible. I mean, I... But to be in the area that we're in, like, how many murderers would there be? You know, like, just out of... You think of Giles County. Like, right now in Giles County, it's almost 20,000, maybe 20,000 plus people here. You know, I I really doubt that's how much people lived here in, like, the late 80s, early 90s. I could be wrong, because I haven't seen the population from that time period. But, like, I looked it up the other day, and the population of the United States of America in the 70s, like, the late or mid-70s, was 255 million. Right now, it's 322 million. That's quite a bit of people, if you think about it, that have come to exist over that time period. Almost 50 years. Or 50 years, depending on where at in the 70s, if you think about it. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. It's scary. It is. It's very scary. (laughs) It is. Uh, And the other crazy thing is people would reach out to us on social media about other stuff, like the Wolf Creek murders. Yeah. And one in particular. I'm just going to say. The... The Kimberly Jane Gussler Brits. Yeah. Disappearance from Charlottesville, Virginia. I got a message. And this is just so you, you guys can know. They never found her body or any other details that were known of. However, there have been several claims. Claims. Over the years. So this has been, you know talked about for a while yeah speculation that her body is in a foundation of Big Stony Creek so that's the first time I ever heard of this yeah and I don't know if I might as well not go into all of that right now but uh it's just we're just saying how creepy and scary it is in your hometown it makes you wonder how many of you who are listening to this in Giles have driven up Big Stony, and how many of us have driven by a building that has a body in it in the foundation yeah and you're just driving by every day you know like you don't even really think of it right you know that's what's insane right I just got a message from certain somebody Sorry, this is live on the show. It was a certain somebody. Hey, I know who owns the house where the well is. We know we know where it is. Yeah. Of course. And this person's kind of kin to John David. Mm. And he sent me where John David LaFon's located at, Green Rock Correctional Center. And yeah, that's that's irrelevant. Sorry. See, I just keep getting messages about this because it's just crazy. Yeah, you know, one thing we didn't go into was just like uh, Meredith, who was found in the well. Mm -hmm. 
just like someone who was there told us that it was what they saw was worse than any horror movie yeah and i have that call i don't know whether to put it like right now in the episode or like before let's just go ahead and put it in now yeah so you guys can hear my conversation with a former volunteer firefighter of Pembroke I call him and he talks about kind of like what he saw and how horrible it was yeah so let's go ahead and play that I don't think I've heard that Is this Billy? Uh-huh. Hey, Billy, this is Justin Smith. Who? Justin Smith. I talked to your wife over Facebook about the LaFon story. Yeah. Uh, do you have a minute to, to talk? Yeah. So, <clears throat> she messaged me saying that you were part of the Pembroke Fire Department around that time? Yeah. Uh... Tell me what that day was like, if if you could. Um, when did you first hear about them finding the the body in the well? Uh, we had a meeting and they called for the fire department to come over there. They say what they needed for till we got there, and then we got over to that girl down in the well. Yeah. And. Uh- uh, all that we done, I mean, we was there to uh, try to, you know, they wanted us to try to get help get her out there. Right. But they they wanted to bring her out like in one piece where she was so far down in that well. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we was there for hours and hours till FBI and all them people got in there and decided what they wanted to do. So we decided to try to fill the well with water and flood her to the top and put a net under and pour her out. Is that- and when we uh, filled, uh, had Eggleston come in for a tanker truck, and when we filled the well up, she floated to the top, and we went to put a net under and vanished. The water was gone. Really? <laughs> Where the water went to, we don't know, because uh, we I mean, searched the walls and everything, didn't see no holes. And, you know, then it was back down to like maybe two or three foot of water down in, way down in the bottom of the well. Mm-hmm. So we tried to just uh, fish a net down to get it under. But when we done it, when we start picking her up, her like her arms fell off, her head, and her parts her legs. But goodness. Then they uh, sent uh, another one guy that was in the park with me at the time. They they put a harness on him, him down in there, a five gallon bucket, and pick up the rest of the parts and shells and stuff like that. Yeah. Permit and put it in a bucket and send it back out. Wow. Yeah, because I, I tried to reach out to the EMTs that were around here, and they wouldn't speak just because of how of how bad the the scene was. You know. Yeah. It was, it was bad. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Now, I I'll let you go here in a sec. Uh, what what's your opinion on the the other missing girl that happened a, a few years after Andrea um 
did you have any theories behind that relating to to this one? Which lady talked about the one found Big Stone Creek? Yes. Oh, no, I don't know. I never did hear who, you know, who's behind it. I mean, I you hear hearsay all the time. Yeah. And, I, you know, I'd heard he was possibly in on it, but, you know, it's just hearsay. Right, right. You no, know, I mean, they ain't got to have you know. Yeah. Because uh, a lot of people uh, theorize that it, it was him, but that's just, you know, speculation. And also, there's a theory that the Wolf Creek murders that happened in the late 70s, I believe, that uh-huh. there's a theory that he's possibly connected to that as well, but that's that's a theory that I just gathered, so. Hey, I always thought, uh, oh, hell, Wolf, they got, uh, God, they know him, kill all them hikers, uh. Uh, Randall Lee? Yeah, I always heard he was the one done that. Really? Wow. I did a story on him last year, and that's the first time I've heard that connection. Hmm. I mean, you know, that's what I heard back then. I remember when it happened and all. Yeah. You know, everybody, all, you know, you sit around and talk to people this and that, and they say, well, you know, they always thought he was going to have done that. But I don't know if he did or not, you know. Yeah, yeah. As it's here, say. Right. Well... I'll let you go. I, I just wanted to call and uh, hear your take on it because I know your wife uh, told me that you experienced that day, and I keep hearing that it, it was a it was pretty rough. <clears throat> oh yeah, it, it was. I mean, it was the worst I've ever been on. I've been for I've been there for thirty seven years. That's the worst I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. And when she, I mean, like when we brought her body out and she exposed to air, it was a smell that you would never forget. Yeah. And one of the FBI guys there uh, told me, he said, the next day you at work, he said, told me, asked me what I worked at, and I told him what I'd done that thing. He said, well, sometimes during that day, you're going to smell or smell again. Yeah. Sure to God, I did. Right, right. I couldn't imagine. Oh, uh, uh, it was still, it was awesome. Yeah. Well, well, Billy, thank you for, uh, you know, taking the time to speak to me. Um, I'm sure I'll message your wife on Facebook to, uh, Tell her that you, that you talked to me. <laughs> okay, all right. All right, thank you so much. Uh-huh. Bye. All right, bye. So, that that was a quick call, but he, he explained how they try to get Meredith out of the well by putting water into the well, floating her body up, but somehow the water escaped from the well and they couldn't explain where it went so there must have been a hole that they couldn't see or i don't know how that works to be honest with you Uh, that is strange but yeah the details of them trying to get all of her remains because they kept falling off is just that's that's rough that is rough and i couldn't imagine seeing that smelling that yeah yeah it's It's not good. It's not good. So that was Billy. And he discussed what he saw. Yeah. And if you couldn't hear well, because it is over a phone call, and I'm like holding the phone on to the mic, 
the details are pretty graphic graphic nasty it's yeah where they're trying to get Meredith's body out of the well her body just kept falling apart there was another EMT that never responded but was I heard that her body was like you know how wet bread is that was like her body Mm. and that's awful yeah that's terrible yeah gosh so so yeah I mean this this story is very well one thing not to yeah go ahead the fact that he said that they filled the well all the way up yeah, and all the water just disappeared. I don't I don't get that. That's I don't know crazy. how that works. Because they said that they were down in the well and everything. Mm-hmm. And then had to send someone down there with a bucket. Right. To get whatever was just... Yeah. Jeez. Ugh, I would hate to be... Doing uh, I, mean, I couldn't do that job. I could. I'd, I'd have probably passed out. Throw, throw, threw up until I passed out. I, yeah. You know, jeez. Shout out to those workers. Though. For real, you know that's EMTs. Yeah, I mean them saying that they still struggle with it to this day. I couldn't imagine. Oh yeah, like the EMTs, they makes they, perfect sense. They told me they have PTSD and they have nightmares still to this day. Yeah, I've seen that from nineteen ninety one. Yeah, dang. Yeah, crazy. Two thousand twenty two. Yeah, wild dude. Yeah. Wild. So who knows about Andrea's, you know, justice. It's it does seem kinda like a big coincidence. It's a big coincidence. Did they say like what he was doing? Like what was his alibi, you know? Did he even have one? Cause that's a good what, eighty seven, eighty It's three years? Three, four years? Four years, Four. eighty-seven and ninety-one. Yeah. I mean, you know, I guess. Gosh, when did Andrea go missing again? Ninety-one. Like, yeah, yeah. But like, how long was she until they found her body? Did it say? I think it was the same year. Like, how long was she missing though? Like months. Oh, uh, months. Yeah, yeah, months. Hmm. Wow. And then for that cop, like, for LaFon to be an informant and that cop to be like, they haven't made a... Yeah. You know, was he asking because he did do it? Yeah. You know? and He, he was, was getting like, nervous, probably. Yeah, you know? He's freaking out. Because he'd already admitted to one. Yeah. And they got him on tape. So it's like... Yeah. <laughs> yep. So maybe it's not a coincidence. I, I just convinced myself <laughs> that I was wrong. Right. Wow. But... Yeah, we're just we're just talking. We're having a conversation. It's crazy. Yeah. It like one thing that we've really talked about while doing these is it really does put where we live in a different perspective. Yeah. And honestly, you know, shout out to the police department of the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, for doing what you can, you know, getting like searching his van to get clothing fiber just to do whatever you can to put them there and everything. Yeah. It's like, wow. Cuz you don't have really good DNA or anything yet mm-hmm. and you're just doing whatever you can. Yeah. It does suck, though, that her mom was like they were of no help. Right, right. You know? Yeah. But that honestly seems like, if you were to watch a movie, whatever, even Stranger Things, mm-hmm. like in the first season, 
Ah, Will ran away. Yeah. He just ran away. Kids do that. They run yeah. away. They're not happy. That is like a, a theme on like movies and stuff. From that time period. Yeah. Literally like, oh, I ran away. It's, it's like, not my son. My son wouldn't do yeah. that. My daughter wouldn't do that. We have a happy, healthy relationship. It doesn't make any sense. They won't believe him. Mm-mm. But uh, why would you? If yeah. at that point, if there wasn't people who were like, I can pray on mm-hmm. these young people who were trying to go from this destination to this one and I can do whatever I want, you know. If yeah. that wasn't happening before, why would you question it? Right. It's a bunch of kids were just running away or whatever, you know. Because right. you think about how many people like, say, Woodstock. How many kids just were like, I'm going. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm just leaving. I'll take whatever. Right. It's not like you had social media or whatever. And if you didn't have a good relationship with your parents... And they didn't care if you were gone or not. That's just or the way it was. Yeah. Yeah, you could just get up and go. Mm-hmm. Even people like marrying someone and then being like, "I'm just tired of this," mm-hmm. and then just moving like 30 minutes away, and yeah. starting a completely new life. Yeah. It's not like you're going to be able to find out, right? If you don't go there or something. Exactly. You know. Exactly. Happens all the time. Yeah. Even today, it still Even does. Today. It's just yeah. harder, much harder. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe with this, you know, David Lafon. How can you maintain your innocence if you're literally on a recording being like, I did something bad, mm-hmm. there's something in a well, you know? Well, that was relating to Andrea, because they're trying to convict him of him killing Andrea, but he still tries to say... He didn't. He didn't do it, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. But this one was, uh, you know... It was a good one. A good yeah. episode. Uh, a lot of people wanted to hear... I mean, a lot of people knew about it, but I guess they, they wanted to uh, get our take on it. But we'll try to, you know, research more. Who knows what will happen. Honestly, you know, like, we weren't alive during the time. Yeah. And it's really hard... To do things from that time period, and also if you're only going off public record yeah. and what's been said, like I think what's made this so, what's made this is people reaching out and telling us, this is where I was, this is what I, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, him being a volunteer firefighter and being able to talk about yeah what he saw there, you know, that really gives you a different perspective on the. And whole to thing. me, that's fascinating to yeah. hear other people's takes. Well, and then the EMT is just like, yeah. It's like I'll talk to you, but I'm not talking to you. Yeah. Like it's almost like I need to say this. Like I'll show you how uh, I'll tell you how bad it was, but not I'm not gonna tell you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's like I don't want to delve into this, mm-hmm. but it just shows, like, where are we? Mm-hmm. You know, where what? Where does anyone really live? Like all the skeletons in the closet, but yeah. how many of these have just been? buried and buried and buried right and we're not trying to like you know bring the skeletons out of the closet in our hometown it's just the fact that it's crazy that these stories happen around here you know i may regret even saying the skeletons in the closet because it's not like this is really hidden no it's just why would you look into it we just it's not like it's not like the county is going to celebrate a murder no or bring it up or whatever you know it's just us literally being interested in where we live yeah yeah, finding out the the cryptic side. Of yeah, things. and exactly like 
we didn't know about it till like three weeks ago, which is for real. Like, I had no idea this is that, that happened exactly. at all. You know, I had no idea. I had no idea where that well was. Yeah, which is, I mean, in Giles County. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like I said just earlier, we'll try and research more. If you guys have anything that you would like to share, we have a hotline, cryptic hotline five four zero three five eight one five eight three. It will be in the description of the episode. You can call, leave a voicemail. It's a three-minute recording, and then it shuts off, but you can always call again and continue the story. Text. Text to. Facebook. People have just been Social reaching. Social media. Yeah. People yeah. just been reaching out to us to the Facebook page. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's, that's a big place to yeah. uh, reach out to us. I'll talk to you. Yeah. Yeah. But if you have anything to add... Or if something that me might have gotten wrong, please let us know mm-hmm. and we can correct it. Also, we'll we'll just see we'll do our own research and see what else we can do with this. I mean, like, it's pretty cut and dry mm-hmm. what happened at yeah. this point. I mean, there hasn't really been any updates, like mm-hmm. it's just that he's a suspect. There's nothing really yeah. putting him But I think last year actually they denied him Parole. Parole. Mm. So, yeah. Wow. He's still trying. <laughs> yeah. But to no avail. Nope. Good. He'll be in there for life. You don't get to murder somebody and get away with it. No. Well, unless you're a Tute, I guess. <laughs> God. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, Yeah, we won't get into that one anymore. We had to pull one episode. Yeah. Now yeah. he's going to call and be like, I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> pull that whole episode. All right, guys. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. Thanks again for 500 Facebook followers. Almost 600 Yeah, now, it's which real. is crazy. We're only a couple it's away growing. now. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. Love you guys, my Edward Coltons. There you go. Yeah, I don't know if I'll say that one. It'll be a new one next time. Yeah, we'll have to. Yeah. I thought of this. I was just coming over here. I was like, man, I haven't thought of a good that, I thought it was a great one. Punny enough. Yeah. See what I did there. Funny, punny enough. Yes. Gotta end this quick. <laughs> <laughs> and if you guys are watching, I hope you guys enjoyed the new look. We're trying to make it, you know, more Spruce entertaining. Yeah. yeah. There's a coffee maker in the floor. Yeah, I'm trying to get a table with some coffee for like if guests come in the studio, they can grab a cup of coffee or whatever. But yeah, uh, like and subscribe on uh, YouTube. Uh, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify leave a review it helps us in the algorithm it helps us be shown to others who might be interested in the show and reach out to us call the hotline this and that and we love you all for yeah. tuning in that's great we'd love to do like you know if we can get if we can find anything out we'll do an update uh, exactly you know? yeah we really need like you know, it's not just us out here it's all right. of us it takes I all think of us we to... plan on trying to but we'll just see what happens. Yeah. And if not, we'll we'll move on to. We got else. plenty of other stuff. Yeah. Plenty of other stuff. It's insane. We... Yeah. But thank you all for listening. Thanks, Josh, for being on once love again. It. Love it here. Yeah, man. This is great. I love you. I love you. <laughs> Justin and I had like a good hour. We didn't yeah. start this till nine o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> we hung. We got here at like seven forty-five, and we yeah. just talked until. Yeah. Needed to. Good. Yeah. yeah. So excited. Love the podcast. Love to see where it goes. Yeah. You know, what we're going to be able to do with it. Really hope, you know, your feedback means everything. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Without you guys, 
This ain't going anywhere. Yeah, for real. Yeah. We're just talking to a bunch of... We'll just, we'll just be in a room talking. Yeah, talking to a bunch of people. Yeah. So, thank you guys once again. I don't know how many times I've said that, but yeah, it's not it. enough. Yeah, it'll never be enough. And lastly, watch your back. It's cryptic out there. I'm a selfish kind of person With a soul trying to fly of nature
don't know. Is this Mr. Canode? Yeah. Hello, sir. My name's Justin Smith. I'm doing a story on the Milan uh, story that happened in '87. Okay, that's fine. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, you're okay. I'm good. You're fine. I'm laying down. You're okay. I'm sorry about that.